This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is People Every Day. Coming up, inside two women's shocking allegations against Sex and the City star Chris Knopf. Plus, Ben Affleck responds to backlash following comments he made about ex-Jennifer Garner. Actor-comedian Lil Rel shares his dating do's and don'ts for the winter season. And People puts a spotlight on Princess Kate at 40. It's December 16th. Hi, folks. This is People Every Day, and it's me, Janine Rubenstein, this here Thursday. So many interesting stories to delve into today, so that's what I'm going to do right now, starting with a throwback to a story we covered yesterday. Ben Affleck has now responded to the backlash over comments he made about his marriage to Jennifer Garner earlier this week. In an interview with Howard Stern, Affleck spoke at length about his relationships with his family and past struggles with sobriety. He talked about how he and Garner struggled to keep their marriage together before separating in 2015 just after their 10th anniversary. He noted that he loves and respects her, especially as a parent, but the backlash to the interview was swift because he also said that he felt trapped in the marriage, that he turned to drinking to cope, and that if they were still together, he thinks he'd still be drinking. He said, quote, I was like, I can't leave because of my kids, but I'm not happy. What do I do? What I did was drink a bottle of scotch and fall asleep on the couch, which turned out not to be the solution. So last night, the actor went on Jimmy Kimmel to promote his new film, The Tinder Bar, and to address the controversy. This is what he said. I had gone on and said, like, how much we respect each other and cared about each other and cared about our kids and put them first and went through our stuff. And he said that I had blamed my ex-wife for my alcoholism and that I was trapped in this marriage. Like, just made me out to be like the worst, most insensitive, stupid, awful guy. And I, look, I, I know people do this. I get it. Me, I'm happy to be sad Batman. I'm happy to be Dunkin' Donuts and the mean. I, I understand. You have, you have to get married to Jimmy Kimmel sometimes. <laughs> Really, like, it's about my kids. I got to just draw a line. Right, you know, of course. I'm really clear. Like, that's not true. I don't believe that. It's the exact opposite of who I am. Mm. And we have yet to see what Jen Garner has to say about his interview. And now, I don't know, but I'd guess she'll keep whatever those thoughts are out of the public eye. Moving on to some lighter relationship news, or advice rather, I caught up with actor and comedian Lil Rel Howery recently, who you know best from his role as the hilarious TSA agent and devoted friend opposite Daniel Kaluuya in the hit thriller Get Out. He is gearing up for a host of new projects and also taking on the role as host of Hennessy VSOP's new More is Made by the Many livestream discussions, where he sits down with actors like Dasha Polanco and others to discuss the culture over cocktails. And well, when I talked to him, he had some wise words for those like himself who are out there in the winter dating pool. Take a listen. What is Lil, what is Lil Rel's advice from navig- for navigating this like cold weather dating terrain? You know what's funny? I was talking because I went to dinner with a couple of my homegirls last night and we was talking about this kind of because now I've had like my own you know, I was in like, oh, I'm ready to settle down and blah, 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 which I am. But then I'm like, mm, I don't know. 
You know what I mean? Like, and this, this, the tough part is, is that, you know, recently I've met a really, really dope woman who's, who has my attention, you know, and, but I'm, I've been really honest with her. I think that's what fellas got to realize. Just be honest during yes. couple seasons. Like, like, look, give me, I kept it real with her. I said, look, I need like three or four months before I'm ready to be like, if this going to be a real thing, I still got like, I got to clean house a little bit. I'm going to do that <laughs> shot my shot. So, you know, it's going to take a little time to clean house. You know what I mean? So, and I, I just kept it 100 with it. I'm like, yo, I mess with you. You are who I think about. I love talking to you. I love experiencing you. But man, yo, I, I was out here shooting my shot to the fullest. I mean, honesty is the best policy. <laughs> now, on to big news out of this week's issue. People is celebrating Princess Kate for one of our covers this week. The royal is turning 40 on January 9th, and sources tell people that she is, quote, flourishing and has really come into her own as she preps for her role as the future Queen of England. Aside from being a hands-on, at-home mom with kids Prince George, who's eight, Princess Charlotte, who's six, and Prince Louis, who's now three, Kate has been reportedly taking on more official duties to ready herself to, quote, step into those shoes with ease, says a family friend who adds that she is perfect for the job. We have heard Perfect and Princess Kate put together many times over the years. All right, now it's time to dig into a story that took our entire team by surprise this morning. Chris Noth, the actor who famously played Mr. Big on Sex and the City and on the first episode of And Just Like That, has been accused of sexual assault by two separate women. This morning, The Hollywood Reporter published an article detailing their accounts, which allegedly happened more than a decade apart. Noth, we should note, has vehemently denied the claims, calling the interactions consensual. And he's raised questions about the timing these allegations are being made. A warning to those listening, these women's claims may be especially upsetting to those who've experienced sexual assault. I know I personally have a lot of questions about this story. And lucky for me, my people every day MVP, Charlotte Triggs, is one of the people leading our coverage on it. Charlotte, thanks so much for coming on with us. Thanks, Janine. Well, let's start off with broad strokes. The Hollywood Reporter published a story this morning with accounts from two women. One, who uses the pseudonym Zoe, is now 40 and says she was raped by Noth back in 2004. A second, who's going by the name Lily, says she was raped after a date with Noth back in 2015. So walk us through their accusations. Let's start with Zoe. Okay, so the person named Zoe, she was working in a, at a company where the type of company a lot of Hollywood people pass through and have to deal with frequently as part of their business. Um, those of us in the industry, of course, know what it is and we know the specific place, but um, it hasn't been published, so we're going to keep that out. Um, and would frequently see him. And he was, this was at the absolute height of Sex and the City popularity. So he would call her and flirt with her every time he saw her. And um, he invited her over to the pool at his condo complex in West Hollywood. And they were kind of hanging out. She had a girlfriend with her. And it seemed like, you know, friendly. And she was also just so blown away that Mr. Big was flirting with her that she was kind of going along with it. And basically, she describes him kind of inviting her into the apartment and then just immediately starting to have sex with her. Um, and that she said that it would because it was painful, she said, stop, and that he didn't. And then um, this part's really awful to hear, but that she she says that she asked him to put on a condom and he just laughed. Oh. Um she also describes some details that are interesting. You'll hear this again later. Something about looking into looking at a mirror, which in the other account 
the woman also says that they were in front of a mirror. Um, and I don't know that we want to go into too much detail about the type of sex that it was, but they both yeah. women described the same position, the same sexual position that yeah. he chose. And so afterwards, she was just really shaken up, and her friends were like, what happened to you? What's going on with you? And insisted she go to the hospital. So she says she was examined and that she informed her boss at the company that she worked at who kept it a secret because she was requested to. But this boss was contacted by THR and corroborates the story. Wow. Yeah. So it, there's a lot of detail. And the friend also corroborates the story. Of course, nobody was in the room, but they corroborate the contemporaneous account that she gave them. Next up, more with people Charlotte Triggs on what Chris Knopf's second accuser had to say and his response to these women's claims. Stick around. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam where wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Everyone, I am back now with People's Charlotte Triggs discussing the latest on Mr. Big actor Chris Knopf. So, Charlotte, now let's get into what the second woman claims took place between her and Knopf in 2015, some 10 years after the first accuser's alleged incident. Right. So this was in New York City. She was a waitress working at a nightclub. And, um, you know, that he flirted with her. He was already 60 at the time. Keep in mind, it's like, you know, the years have gone by. This is like years later. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, she definitely knew that he was married, but yeah. she was just so blown away that Mr. Big was hitting on her that she kind of indulged it and whatever, let him invite her out to dinner. So just a couple things to note in Lily's account, they had gone to dinner um, before they went back to the apartment, but the restaurant was actually closed. So they ended up sitting at the bar and she does describe that she ended up um, being a little bit maybe drunker than um, she would normally be, but distinctly says that it was not blackout drunk. And then of course they went back to his apartment and um, that basically... She went thinking that she was hanging out with Mr. Big and they were going to go try his whiskeys and look at his record collection and his books and stuff like that. And then he basically did the same thing where he just, you know, went abruptly like forced her to first have oral sex and then to have sexual intercourse. And she describes the same position that the other woman had described. And she also, like I mentioned, describes there being a mirror. So then she also describes text messages from a week later, which THR says that they've viewed, um, where he kind of checks in with her and says like, oh, you know, I just want to make sure that that we're cool and that you had a fun time appealing for like an affirmation that they're, that they're good, um, to which she replies that she did feel a bit used. He allegedly also told her not to tell her friends. So on his mm. side, you know, sources around him are claiming, yeah, it's true that he didn't want her telling her friends, but that's because he was married and he was cheating on his wife. And um, that they deny that these were non-consensual um, encounters. In the source close to his side does say that um, both women reached out to him subsequent to the, the alleged sexual assaults 
to try to meet up again, and they claim that they there's no text messages that they can show to the media to prove this because he deleted them because he was having an affair and cheating on his wife. It's horrible. And and just a little bit of that statement that he gave through his reps, that the accusations against me made by individuals I met years, even decades ago, are categorically false. These stories could have been from 30 years or 30 days ago. No always means no. Um, that is a line I did not cross. Um, and I'm just reading that in part. But both women have some degree of documentation of conversations, uh, you know, where they allege these incidents on the record, um, right? You, you have you have the friend, um, you have the UCLA Rape Crisis Center, um, where uh, I believe it was Zoe sought treatment. It's tricky because just to like give the, you know, very, very specific nuances here. Um, in the first account, <clears throat> because it happened so long ago, there's not necessarily like any documentation per se. There's these contemporaneous accounts, multiple ones. The crisis center person who who says that she went in for counseling, um, the friend and the boss. But mm. there's no like police report. There's no um, hospital documentation. There's no text messages. The second case, there are these text messages. Yeah. No, I, I understand. This is this is a tough one. I mean, uh, to your knowledge, have there ever been any accusations like this against Noth in the past? This just completely took me aback when I saw it. I don't think we've ever heard something like this in regards to him. I mean, obviously, if we had, yeah. I think it would have been a news story already, it would have been something that had been, you know, um, litigated in the media, you know what I mean, and, like, publicly known, uh, especially in the wake of Me Too. I, you know, these are exactly the kinds of things that came out. And it's like, he's describing it as having been two instances that were consensual, and the women don't see it that way. Yeah, and we've seen it time and time again as well. I mean, he just had, you know, one of the biggest weeks um, in recent history. He had, you know, that that huge moment on And Just Like That and and the new Peloton ad that went viral and all of this. And, and we also know that moments like this can be triggering for um, victims. Um, it could bring all of that back up to the surface, right? That's a really important point because um, his, in part of his statement, he does question the timing of like, why is this coming out now? You know, in the the case of Zoe, there he was still in the movies twice and, you know, years passed. The, in the case of the second woman, I suppose it's like this is the first time that he's really sort of back in the news cycle in a serious way. But um, both of the women did answer this question to THR and said that the reason that they're talking about it now is because they were triggered when they saw him shooting this huge new project and that it brought back all of the memories. And Zoe mentions that when her, on her mother's deathbed um, that, you know, this memory of the sexual assault was still haunting her, that she was, you know, confronted with like whether she was going to live with this privately for her own rest of her life. Um, mm. So there's a compelling explanation for why they why they did share oh, it. This is just so interesting. Do we know anything about the, I mean, I'm, I'm sure at least with the first case, there are um, statutes of limitations and all of that that would be in play. But have we heard anything about any kind of legal ramifications or, or, or follow up to these accusations? That's a really good question. I don't think we know anything about that at this stage. In both cases, it does not appear as though they made police mm -hmm. reports at the time. I don't know whether that means that it can't be done 
retroactively. The other case was not that long ago, only six years in New York City. And we did see, actually, um, in the Weinstein case, we did see that when charges were brought against him, they were brought in New York City, and it was for relatively recent cases. So I, I think it's all something to just keep a really close eye on and be watching for. At this point, I don't think we know enough information. Yeah. And so we, we mentioned his wife. Uh, he's still married, right? Tara Wilson is a Canadian actress that he's been married to for a long time. Tell me a little bit about his personal backstory. You know, according to a source, they were going through low points in the marriage during both of these instances. But, um, you know, they they have had quite a long marriage. And in fact, they have two children. They have a 12-year-old and a one-year-old baby who was just born last year. You know, this is really, um, I'm, sh- I, you know, according to a source, you know, she obviously didn't know anything about this. this is coming as quite a shock. That was People.com Managing Editor Charlotte Triggs on the new sexual assault allegations against Sex and the City and, and just like that actor, Chris Knopf. For more on this story, head over to People.com. And now, something to make you smile. For more than a century, a woman-led crew in West Michigan has been getting hands-on to help families in need. The Claws Girls is a volunteer-based organization that is known for its annual toy giveaway. The tradition dates back to 1908 and has been a staple in the community ever since. Each year, vehicles drive up to a set location and receive gifts to place underneath their Christmas tree. Every kid receives a package that includes five gifts along with a handmade hat, and a pair of mittens. Here's why members of the group say this initiative is the perfect way to spread love. It just warms my heart to see all these gifts and to know that someone else will have joy. That's what it's all about. It's helping children. That's beautiful. You know, to know they've brightened so many people's days. Hope hearing about it brightened yours. Okay, well, I will talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow. 